7 o'clock. Thanks for joining us, Jim, along with Max Ryan in our final show of 2023. Max, Happy New Year. Hope you had a great Christmas, by the way. Thank you, sir. Happy New Year to you. Well, thank you. Yeah, we're not quite there yet, but we're closing in on 2024. Any um, big resolutions for Max Ryan in 2024? No. No. None, none whatsoever. Not even going to try. Let's not even set expectations. Let's let's keep the bar low. There's always, for me, that this there's this couple of standard ones. And I've just, I just have kind of, I've stopped saying, number one, it's going to be Jan 1. It all begins. I'm going to clean up my language. I'm not going to swear as much. I'm going to try to eat better. I'm I'm going to try to work out more, which I've actually been doing that. It's not like... It's, it, it's showing. Oh. Yes, it is. Oh, Max. Keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. Yes. Um, the swearing part, though, is not not worked out. <laughs> I want to be better about that. I, I, I don't want to be a potty mouth guy. I try not to be. There are just times that I I find that I express myself in, in colorful terms. And it's hard for me to, to get away from that. I, I, I try to be time and place and where it's appropriate, not appropriate. Occasionally, though, something will will slip and I'll say something where it's like, well, I shouldn't have probably used that particular word to describe whatever. Fill in the blank. Yeah. I read a study once that says the more you do that, the more intelligent you are, though. Yeah, I've read that and I've, I've always like I've tried to lean hard into that. Like, well, yeah. see, you're you're not a dumb guy, Jim. If you if you drop a few S bombs, F bombs, you're not a dumb guy. I just feel bad, though, when I I do say a word that I can tell somebody's like, mm, that's that's not their thing <laughs> that they don't swear. And it's like, I didn't know. Oh, ooh, I'm sorry. My apologies. The. The the offspring gets me the the child gives me the side eye I get the, get the that's that's the one everybody else seems to pass it off my sailors uh, how, how sailors old is Lily now thirteen thirteen how's that going um it's a challenge you know you know it is I think Come everybody on, who's do not ever, lie to me it's I a challenge everybody who's ever raised a teenager has a wry smile on their face after you said that because they went through what I'm going through right yeah, now I, I got I got both flavors boy and girl at that age and um yeah yep yeah <laughs> yep. good luck to you in 2024 sir thank you thank you very much good luck on your uh, combined effort with your spouse on um on, on raising uh, young Lily, yeah. Someday you'll get there. You'll, well, as a parent of of very adult children, it, it takes a while. <laughs> it takes a while. It's, yep. a, it's a job you feel like at some point you're finally done, kind of, kind of, sort of. But there are always moments it's you still, they still need mom and dad. There's no blueprint. There's no playbook. No, there's there's okay. not. No. You're just wing. We're all just winging it, we're just, man. We're just we are. We're just totally winging it. Seat of the pants. Just uh, you know, going without a roadmap. Just trying to do the best we can.
All right, so uh, two-hour show today. Uh, we'll be uh, leaving you at 9 o'clock this morning. We'll have our football picks at 8.40 with the Pope. Uh, also, already, already already have our picks in from uh, from Cake and uh, Buckeye as well. And uh, we'll, uh, you don't have those yet, Max. I'll, I'll get those. I'll get those distributed to the class this morning. I've not had a chance to do that. I feel like a bad substitute teacher. So uh, I'll, I'll get that taken care of. So um, got some thoughts. Uh, because yesterday, the last couple of days, Pyle, you, you've been participated with some thoughts about Russ and about the situation. But I expected more from you. I'm a little, I'll be honest, I'm a little disappointed. They have not heard more from you about Russell Wilson and about the relationship with Sean Payton. I, you know, after having a couple days now to kind of digest the, the Sean Payton presser and that's about getting a spark in the offense and has nothing to do about economics. He, he just lied to us. Okay, he just flat out lied. It has everything to do with economics. It has everything to do with the injury guarantee. No, $37 million. It has everything to do with that. I personally think Sean Payton, this is, this is what he wanted to have happen in some level because I, I just don't think Russ is his kind of guy. And, they, and, just, and I'm not talking just from a skill standpoint because Sean Payton does put a lot of value in, in rhythm passing, being on time. That, that's not Russ's game. Russ is improvising, making plays. We saw that in the fourth quarter of the Patriots game where when Russ, Russ was cooking the way Russ plays, you know, off script, improvising, Denver started to click. This is a, this is a clash of style of not just on the football field, where that's not what Sean Payton wants to see. He doesn't want to see his quarterback creating. He wants his quarterback running his damn offense. That's what he wants. He wants what he saw from Drew Brees. He doesn't want that from from his quarterback. And also, I just think he... And I don't know this for certain. I don't know this to be true. I just feel like there's truth to this. I think he thinks Russ is kind of dorky and not his kind of guy. I think he thinks Russ is kind of pampered. I think I get that kind of feeling, that he's too too much of a star. Or he called him out, and some of it justifiably so in terms of Russ didn't need to have his entourage around Dove Valley all the time, around UC Health all the time, or whatever it is, Centura Health now or whatever. Whatever corporate medical sponsor they have these days. Band-Aid, I don't know. Shout out to corporate medical sponsors everywhere. Todd Tylenol, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, what, whatever the case may be. I think it's Centura Health now. But um, didn't like him, like the entourage being around. Jay keeps his personal quarterback coach and having an office and parking spaces. And didn't like. And I get that. You, you don't want somebody to be treated better than the rest of his teammates. And the Broncos bent over backwards to accommodate Russ, particularly when Nat Hack was there. Nat Hack was the consummate butt smoocher. I mean, he was constantly, what do you want, Russ? What, you want me to come over to your house and clean the pool? Okay. You need me to babysit the kids for a while? You and Sarah want to go out for a couple of hours? Sure, I'll be there. And Sean Payton's like, what? I'm not going to do any of that stuff. And I, and I think that they're, 
their relationship got off to a bad start before they actually ever started working together. And then George Payne and the Broncos, and this is on the Penner Walton family. Hey, let's give Russ an extension. Before he's played even a snap, let's give him an extension. Once again, I don't regret them making the deal. I get it that the players that they, the, the draft picks that they traded have, have turned into productive players for the Seattle Seahawks. And even got this little, well, Drew Locke won a game for him yeah, against Philly. Yeah, he played he played well in that game. But who, sta- who started following? Geno Smith got healthy, and Geno Smith was right back in there. If this is a case where Pete Carroll was like, oh, i like to be some Drew Locke now, that would have been an opportunity to beat the Eagles. But he went back to Geno Smith. Shelby Harris was helpful last year on the defensive front, but then they cut ties with him because of salary issues. And Noah Fan, they talk about, oh, he got a 50-catch season. But nobody's saying Noah Fan's name in the same breath as Travis Kelsey. Are they? Max, am I, am I missing or am I hearing, am I, not, am I not in the loop on great NFL tight ends, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey? Noah Fant is a bust. Sam Laporta. Drew Locke's <laughs> crying game is a one-off. Um, and, yeah. I, I don't think the trade was bad either. And, and the root of the the problem is just the personalities now surrounding the trade. Um, now, the one focal point for it is just how much money they spent. That extension is the big regret. That's got to that, be it. That to me is absolutely the big regret here. They, they probably should have, have waited. And, I, and like I said, once again, I've, I've said this before. I understand the methodology here a little bit. You felt like Russ comes in, Russ is everything they think he should be, and you want to keep him from going out and getting above market value from somebody because teams are desperate for quarterbacks. They thought, let's sink him to something now because we think this could be something. He He's going to play really well. He's going to provide stability at the position, and we're going to have our quarterback answer, our long-term answer for the first time since, since Peyton Manning. This will be the answer. The Nat Hack comes in because you know, they initially wanted and wanted Aaron Rodgers. That he was the backup plan. If Rodgers, Rodgers was the focus. They wanted Rodgers. It didn't happen. They brought in Nathaniel Hackett for that purpose. Russ and Nat Hack didn't click in a different way that that Peyton and and Russ have not clicked. And so they 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 they, made, they jumped the gun and they made a bad decision Just, in terms of the extension not not in terms of trading for him they gave up an awful lot but they also Seattle expected a lot and, and Denver didn't have to pay that price nobody put a gun to George Payton's head and said you've got to make this deal he felt the p- kind of pressure i believe because he wanted to solve the problem and it's the extension i have the greater uh, that was because even then, I'm like, I can I can see why, I can understand why they're doing this. I don't think it's the prudent move here. I don't, because now you're going you you're not going to get a chance to see is he going to be a good fit? Is this going to work out? Instead, you're like we're we're com- we believe it's going to work out. We know it's going to work out before we know it's going to work out. And and now they they're going to have to eat the cost here. And once again, Russ is not the problem here. You look at the numbers, the numbers are comparable with a lot of guys in the league right now. 
Are the things he could be better at doing? Abso-freaking-lutely he could be better. But he's not the reason that they have a 1.4% chance of making the playoffs right now. Defenses regressed last week. Yeah, Russ has not been great the last four games. They also haven't ran the ball that well either. There's a lot, there's a lot of things here. It's, it's a case of Sean Payton doesn't like the way Wilson does things, and he wants his kind of guy. And Jared Stidham could be that kind of guy because Jared Stidham, what was it? The telling comment the other day in the Stidham press conference was basically, I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, I'm going to go out and run what the coach wants me to run. That's what Sean Payton wants. Old sleeve Stidham? That's what, that's what he wants. He wants a guy that's going to go out and do exactly what Sean Payton wants him to do. Uh, who do we have on the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, by the way? Sam from Fruta. Okay. Good morning, Samuel. How are you? Happy holidays, sir. Happy holidays, Jim Davis. I'm doing fine. How about you? Yeah, I'm, doing, you know, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good, <laughs> you know. Could be could be better. Could I don't know, Sam. Long, you know, long-time, lifetime Bronco fan, and I just... Oh, here, I just sense being on the, the hamster wheel again. Here the merry-go-round yeah. goes again with the broadcast. Yeah, it, uh, you know, um, early last year I was elated when they picked Russell Wilson. I thought, hey, they're finally getting something going after so many years and seasons of mediocrity since Manning retired. Um, and then, you know, can't hack it, couldn't. And then uh, I thought, oh, man, they're getting Sean Payton. Wow, this yeah, guy is yeah. in there. He's done it. And I don't think the genius is all that smart. Some uh, of his play calling, his clock management. Uh, you know, I didn't expect to turn around the team in a, in a season. But, uh, you know, it, it's been a frustrating season. Yeah. Uh, and and everybody wants to point their finger at Russell Wilson, but this team has a lot of problems in all areas. Yeah, this and, this roster is not a perfect roster by by any stretch of imagination. No receiving tight end, an offensive line that has not come together the way they hoped it would with all the money they spent on on Ben Powers and Mike McGlinchey. A defense that you know during that five game winning streak was really good for sixteen turnovers, but. They, they've they've not exactly lit the world on fire. The Detroit game is a good example of that, where Detroit just had so much more speed and and Sam Laporta. They, I mean, Broncos have a problem with tight ends anyway, and Sam Laporta is. Now you can see why they traded Hawkinson. And not that Hawkinson was garbage, pretty good tight end, but Sam Laporta is pretty special. And um, you know, I and, and I, there's there's a lot of problems here, and it's not just Russ, and that's the thing that I, it's. It's bigger than that. It's deeper than that. It's, it's, he's not Sean Payton's guy. Simple as that. It's in, in, in Russ, Russ would have to go out and throw for 50 touchdowns and two interceptions and 5,000, you know, 500 yards. And then Sean might go, okay, he's not bad. I think we'll keep him around. <laughs> he's okay. I, I think he, I think he is probably, he has to be feeling relieved that this has happened because, uh, he has to realize that this isn't a good situation for him. Well, it's been it, it's and, been since the Kansas City game where they wanted him to take less on the on the injury guarantee, or they were going to bench him. 
that, yeah, according I, to that report, that they, they've threatened him with that. The whole thing has been handled so poorly. And, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's it's frustrating. Uh, all I can say is, why well, I, I sure am thankful I got to watch Super Bowl 50. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Yeah, because Sam. I, I may not live long enough to see another one. Well, let, let us hope you have. You, let's hope you live long enough to see lots and lots of Broncos Super Bowls. But uh, uh, let's not get dark today, Sam. It's we're heading into the New Year's weekend. <laughs> wow, sir, it got very dark there. Because I'm thinking, yeah, well, yeah, I might not have that many more either. It's like, geez, Sam, thanks for bringing me down today. It's a Friday. <laughs> I was feeling good. Oh, but uh, but yeah, I. I, know, I, I, I I know how those long-suffering Cubs fans felt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fine. Yeah, Max. Yeah, Max over here going, yeah, I know what that felt like. Yeah. Preach, Sam. Preach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And, and then and then there's the avalanche. Yeah. Can't hold on to a four-goal lead. I'm That team has a lot more problems than, than people realize, too. Yeah, and you thought after the Devon Taves comments that, okay, you know, they went out and played well against Arizona in, in Denver and won four to one and, you know, and, and and Jared Bednar was like, "Hey, this is one of the most complete games we played all season." And you're thinking, "Okay, oh, here we go, here we go." And then they go to Mullet Arena where they blow a four goal lead, and you're just going, "Oh, man!" But but here, here's the thing. Once again, I I, I hate to keep bringing this up, but once again, here they are near the top of the Central Division, and even when they have games like that and the way they played, at some point you just feel like they're going to get their crap together. At some point, it's going to happen. They're they're going to they're going to get this together because you see stretches of, of really good hockey from them, and you see these these games where they just absolutely implode, and it's maddening. Yeah, the the, the, the consistency isn't there. No, uh, and you know they might make the playoffs, but I don't think if the team doesn't gel and get this these problems worked out. Uh, they aren't going to go too far. It'll be, like, be like last year, unfortunately. I, I, I hope that's not the case. I think with, with the new players they brought in, with, with, with you know, bringing in Jonathan Drew and guys like that, uh, Ross Colton and others, um, Johansson, that it, there's still, and there's been guys that have been out with, with injury and things like that, and Sammy Gerard's situation, that it's all going to come together. It'll start to click better. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I feel like it's frustrating but then I have to look at the standings and go, yeah, even as, as inconsistent, as crappy as they played at times, they're still like, well, the f- number four team in the Western Conference right now? Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. Imagine when they when they get their crap together because the talent's there. The ability to pull this together is there. Just can they do it? There's there's still time for that to happen. Let's, let us hope, Sam. So we have, a, <laughs> have something to cheer for coming up this yes. spring into the summer. Hey, Sam, appreciate yeah. it. Have a happy New Year, sir. Same to you, Jim Davis. All Good right. talking with you. Likewise. Take care. All right. Sam from Fruita today. All right. So you got some thoughts about uh, the situation with Russ. Um, as a Broncos fan, are, are you glad? Because some of you don't like Russ. I know that. I think that's why there was a little. We had we had really good participation, but not great participation. I think some of it, it was, this is exactly what I wanted. I wanted him gone. I'm not seeing enough from him. They're paying him $245 million. He's not a $245 million quarterback. Okay. I can't I can't disagree with he hasn't played up to that number. But once again, the Broncos quickly backed up the Brinks you know, armored car to his, you know, to his driveway 
opened the garage door for him and said, hey, where would you like all your money, Mr. Wilson? They offered him that deal. He had two years left on his contract. They felt the need to get something done. And so is that, is that Russ's fault? It's not Russ's fault that they that they gave him that extension. And for, for them to, you know, if they, okay, they want to restructure, okay, that's fine. I get that. You want to maybe try to restructure the deal. Say, look, Russ, you know, we, if you want us to get better playmakers around you and that kind of thing, we need to, you know, and maybe even do some more work on the offensive line. We need, we need a little help here. I understand that, and that's that's acceptable. But to ask him, hey, we want you to take less on your injury guarantee, or we're going to bench you. How does that make Russ a better football player? How does that, when you're trying to make a drive to the playoffs, because they did that after the Chiefs game, the loss in Kansas City. And and Russ went out, and that's when they, you know, they're on the five-game winning streak right after that. Give Russ credit for having that hanging over his head. And he went out and played some of his best football of the season during that stretch. Nobody performs well when they've got a gun to their head. When they're threatened with their their job. And Russ got threatened with his job. They threatened to bench him. And he went out and played even played better. And they'll say, see, well, that's what we should have done sooner when they were one in five. He hasn't had the most help. You're right about that. Uh, Jerry Judy's been kind of a no-show yeah. since becoming a Bronco. Javante Williams, I feel he is a, a, a decent back. I don't know if he's a starter or a feature guy uh, playing that RB spot. Uh, and I know Sean Payton likes to have the three-headed monster there. He was the dude who cre- created that, I believe, maybe even coined that term with what he did in New Orleans with Kamara, Bush, McAllister, and more. And you see a little bit of that Peyton putting his like you know his fingers into the mix uh, with that so far in his offense. But the the people they do have that they kind of were depending on panning out. You know, um, Noah Fant, one of them before the Russell Wilson trade, and um, uh, just you know Cortland Sutton being injured and those things have all kind of contributed. It might be death by a thousand cuts here rather than just one big massive wound that like looks like Russell Wilson. It's more it's been impossible to reach these expectations and the imperfections along the way have become pretty glaring because yeah, you're you're winning games by one point when you do go on this winning streak and when you're supposed to beat these teams that you go out and on paper you're matched up against and you don't, that's real difficult and it echoes through from the top down as far as the organization goes and creates, I think, the the dissent you're hearing from now. The dissent that probably started as soon as Russell Wilson put his ink on that paper, as soon yeah. as it dried, you know, as soon as that your, extension your expectation was made. is that he's going to go out and throw for about 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. And, and you look at Javante Williams, who's having a good year, coming off the knee injury, but it's not a great year. It's 701 yards. He's got two touchdowns. Denver's got seven rushing touchdowns this year. Rough. Do you do you know who their touchdown rushing leader is? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson with three rushing touchdowns. Combined, Russ has got 30 touchdowns. 29, excuse me. 29 combined touchdowns. All right, 724. So you got some thoughts today. 
Uh, prediction Broncos, Chargers. I saw where our friend uh, Patty Arnold, who now works over at CMU on X, she said, "Can is there a chance we can opt out of the Broncos-Chargers game for the national game this week? No, Patty. No, you can't. We will have the game here on the team, by the way, though, at uh, noon on, on Sunday. But no, no, Patty, you can't. You have to watch the Broncos and Chargers. I can't say you have to like it, though. No. Not like Judge Smales. You're going to play golf and you're going to like it. Yeah, you're going to get the game. You may not like it, though. All right, 724, and it's time for... What's happening? Brought to you by ComWest, your technology service partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. It's one call, one team, one goal, helping your business grow. They can help you with network support, cybersecurity. They can install improved surveillance for your business and a new business phone system like they did for us a few years ago. Give ComWest a call today, 970-242-8142, or go to ComWestCorp.com. All right, lead things off with the Nuggets last night. Let's talk about something happy and positive. The NBA champions, the defending champion Nuggets, dominate on both ends of the floor and crushing Memphis 142-105 to in Denver Thursday night. Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray combined for 49 points, with Jokic going 11-for-11 11 11 from the field to post a triple-double. Peyton Watson got the start for the injured Aaron Gordon and scored 20 points and hit four threes. Denver coach Mike Malone says the Grizzlies didn't respect the offensive game of Watson. Well, Peyton did a really good job tonight. They didn't guard him to start the game, and, uh, you know, he he stayed with it. He didn't lose confidence. That can mess with you. You know, the guys, when they just completely don't guard you, that can really mess with you. The win extends the Nuggets' uh, winning streak to six straight with the loss ending Memphis's four-game winning streak. Grizzly star guard John Morant did not play due to illness. In Thursday night football, two former Broncos quarterbacks squared off as Joe Flacco led the Cleveland Browns to a 37-20 home win over the New York Jets and Trevor Simeon. Flacco threw for 309 and three touchdowns and interceptions. Simeon went 261 with a touchdown and a pick. The Browns moved 11-5 and and clinch a playoff spot. Their third playoff spot since 1999. Jets fall to 6-10, by the way. Cutter Buffalo's basketball team starts their final season of Pac-12 play tonight when they host Washington and Boulder. The Buffs center with a 9-2 record, one better than the 8-3 Huskies. CU scoring the second most of any team in the conference at 86.2 points per game ahead of Washington's 83 points per game, which is third best in the Pac-12. Voice the Buffalo's Mark Johnson says the Huskies' offense has even gotten them a big non-conference victory this season. They look to be a pretty good offensive team. I think their defensive numbers are solid, not great. Uh, they've had some ups and downs in that regard, but you know they beat Gonzaga earlier this year. And I know Gonzaga right now isn't what they have been in recent years, but they're still a top 25 basketball team. Catch the Huskies and the Buffs tonight. Mark Johnson, Scott Wilkie with the call from the CEO of Venn Center pregame at 6.30 on the team. Sports Network, four bowl games on Thursday. Boston College defeated 24th-ranked SMU 23-14 to in the Fenway Bowl in Boston. Boston College quarterback Thomas uh, Cantalano rushed for 156 yards and two touchdowns in the win. Rutgers down Miami 31-24 to to win the pinstripe bowl in New York. Rutgers running back Kyle Minog uh, ran for 163, Minogi, excuse me, ran for 163 yards and a touchdown. 25th-ranked Kansas State defeated 18th-ranked uh, North Carolina State 28-19 in the Pop-Tarts Bowl in Florida. Yes, the trophy was a football shaped like a toaster that apparently could actually put Pop-Tarts in it. They, the uh, players did not get a lifetime supply of Pop-Tarts, by the way. Our uh, good friend Wyatt Thompson, our college football insider, had the call that game. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll find out what uh, sweet swag uh, that uh, he was able, Wyatt was able to get uh, 
in Orlando at the Pop-Tarts Bowl. We talked to him on Tuesday. But anyway, Kansas State uh, behind uh, Wildcats running back D.J. Giddens. Toting the Rock for 152 yards and a touchdown. The victory, 14th-ranked Arizona. Got past 12th-ranked Oklahoma, 38-24 to in the Alamo Bowl. Arizona quarterback Noah Fitta threw for uh, 354 yards and two touchdowns. And games today, it's the Sun Bowl in El Paso, Texas, as Oregon State takes on Notre Dame. Pre-game starts at noon on the Team Sports Network. And that's a look at what's happening this morning. What's happening? All right, so once again, just a quick reminder. It's a, a abbreviated uh, edition of the show today, a holiday edition. So uh, uh, we do appreciate you joining us today for the show. But uh, comments on Russell Wilson. Are the... Has Sean Payton and the Broncos... Let's start with Sean Payton. Because the Broncos did right by Russ initially. They they got him out of Seattle. They paid him an awful lot of money, extended his contract when they didn't need to. But Sean Payton's not a guy that particularly... Obviously is fond of Russell Wilson and really didn't seem to be fond of Russ from the jump. So if you got some thoughts on that today, text or call us, Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, 970-242-1340. Love to hear from you today on uh, your thoughts on Russell Wilson. Did he Was he done wrong by Sean Payton? Because if you think there's any chance that this relationship gets salvaged, you've been imbibing in the state's legal product. You're smoking too much weed or taking too many gummies or something. I don't know what you're doing. Because there's no way. Well, maybe they can make it work. No, they're not going to make it work out. It's not going to work. You've been drinking too much. There's something wrong. Too much eggnog during this holiday season. Well, maybe they can. No. No. Well, maybe if Sean Payton has Russ over for dinner. No. If they go out for a beer. No. It's not going to happen. I think Sean Payton ate one danger witch, and that probably changed his entire relationship. (laughs) Wait a minute. He said this is spicy. It's not spicy. I can't trust him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. It's not spicy. Pepperoncinis are not really spicy. Oh, 7.30. We'll take a break, and we'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show. Stay by the radio. You are listening to the Jim Davis Show on the team. 101 FM, 1340 AM, Grand Junction. Welcome back, 735. Jim along with Max today. Is that a little offspring this morning? Indeed it is. Oh, thank you. You ever seen them live? Yes. They're good. They're great. I uh, wore a shirt uh, called that said, I eat paste when I saw them live. Everybody <laughs> asked me if I actually did. Actually, I think it was the first time I cr- crowd surfed. That's well. a really good conversation starter. So you saw them a long time ago. Uh, well, it was actually at, uh, one of the KPB, KBPI birthday bashes that they oh, used cool. to do. Yeah, Offspring and Stabbing Westward. It was the first time I ever crowd surfed. It's a good time. Yeah. I, I've never crowd surfed, by the no? way. No? Been in some mosh pits, but never crowd surfed. You never took the leap of faith? No, nah, never have. No. Uh, See, I'm surprised you're a big guy. I'm surprised they, like, huh. Okay. I, I wasn't up for long, Jim. I wasn't yeah. up for long. Okay. Yeah, I kind of made my way, I think, into like the 14-year-old mosh pit. <laughs> they were like, no, it's part. too big. It's like I heard screaming. So the Wilhelm <laughs> scream came out of nowhere. No. Yeah, it was it was, it was was a sight to see. All I, the humanity. I made it like five, five, maybe five to 15 feet. I couldn't quite tell. <laughs> but, but still. But it was cool. That's, like, that's pretty cool. My heart was hammering in my ears because I got 
uh, invited up on the stage by the security guard, and then he quickly kind of shoveled me off because <laughs> it was one of those things that they just kind of did in the, the event staff, the big yellow jacket, some dude with no neck and biceps the size of my body. Yeah. It's a good time. Um, I think we saw some couple years ago over like at the, the Ogden or one of the, you know, downtown Denver venues. They're like wheeling people out of there in wheelchairs. A couple of people, I, I don't know if it's because of the, <laughs> the ages of the participants. I, I don't know. Say, they didn't look that old. I, hey, if I was on oxygen, I'd, I like, I'd go I see like Dexter Austin. Holland, man, but I, I didn't feel the need to collapse. Or Noodles is great on the guitar. Oh, Noodles He's is fantastic. Great guitarist. That's just a band that's done well for Super a long time. Super underrated Yeah, band. yeah, yeah. Very underrated band. All right. So uh, last night, Denver Nuggets at home taking on the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, John Morant did not play last night. He, of course, coming off the 25-game the suspension of sick last night. But, man, he's played really, really well since his return. Grizzlies on a four-game winning streak. The Nuggets are, though, now on a six-game winning streak after the victory last night. Uh, really great on both ends of the floor last night uh, uh, with the 142-105 to victory as uh, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray combined for 49 points. Jokic went 11 for 11 last night. Here's Nikola on his perfect night. I know. I mean, it's a, it's a miss and make game, of course. Uh, sometimes you miss, sometimes you make. Uh, today, I may have made made all of my shots. Uh, mm, you know, and and in these moments, it's not going to be a lot of those nights. Right, the only other time that Jokic is 100% from the field in a game where he shot at least 10 times. Go back to 2018 against the Suns. He scored 35 points on 11 for 11 shooting, including three pointers. Um, had 11 rebounds and 11 points and 11 assists. So Nikola Jokic, um, big game last night for the Nuggets. Uh, Jokic last night, well, that was the stat line against the Suns. Pretty good last night too on 11 for 11. 30 points, 14 rebounds, 10 assists last night. For Nikola Jokic. But uh, part of the story was Peyton Watson. Of course, Jokic and Watson team for the, the commercials. They're, they're very Hotels.com. Hotels.com. Yeah. We played with, with, the, with the little horse and everything. They're great. We played some of those on Soundcheck. And um, Peyton Watson gave the start last night for Aaron Gordon, who's recovering from the dog bite incident on Christmas Day. That uh, Lacerations to his hand and his face. 21 stitches for Aaron Gordon. And so Peyton Watson got the start last night. 20 points. He hit four threes last night. He had five rebounds as well. And uh, Michael Malone talks about the contributions of one, um, of course, um, Peyton Watson last night. But a little post Malone for you. Some Michael Malone talking about the win over the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, uh, very, very happy with both ends of the floor. Uh, 43 assists, 12 turnovers is just an incredible number. And uh, the great part about that was, you know, even in that fourth quarter when we were up, we continued to play the right way. Guys moved the ball, made plays for their teammates. So uh, thrilled with the, the ball movement, the sharing, and the taking care of it. Uh, scoring 64 in their paint, plus 19 on the glass, 20 in transition. Uh, I mean, Nicola has a triple-double in three quarters without missing a shot. Uh, Jamal Murray was on fire. I mean, there were so many guys that contributed to the win tonight. And I thought Peyton, you know, filling in for Aaron Gordon, and obviously Aaron is in our thoughts and prayers. And, um, you know, I've been staying in contact with him, and he's, uh, he's, he's on his way to recovering, which is a positive. But I thought Peyton did a really good job tonight. They didn't guard him to start the game. 
And, uh, you know, he, he stayed with it. He didn't lose confidence. That can mess with you. You know, the guys, when they just completely don't guard you, that can really mess with you. But uh, I thought Peyton did a really good job. And the last thing I'll say is, you know, obviously they're a much different team with John Morant. Uh, so we, we, we caught a break with him being out tonight. That team was playing great basketball. And uh, I was proud of our guys for once we learned about John not playing right before tip-off, our guys handled their business. There was no letdown. There was no we can just show up and win. We played the right way. All right, that's Michael Malone from the Corrections and Errors Department. Jokic with 26 points. I'm sorry, 30 minutes last night. I looked at the wrong column. 26 points, 14 rebounds, 10 assists for the Joker last night. Jamal Murray had 23 points. And here come the Nuggets in the Western Conference. Now a game and a half back in Minnesota. Nuggets currently in second place in the Western Conference right now after the victory last night. All right, 741. And coming up, we'll have uh, one of our best of 2023 interviews with the Delta Panthers football team, the state champion Panthers. Uh, our conversation with them coming up in a few minutes. But it's time right now for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. That's your cue, man. Ah, yes. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> That's you. Yes, I'm sorry if I was That's a- looking at you as a spaced right. off in the distance type of man right there. But uh, in honor of uh, people in football never saying what they truly mean, whether it's Sean Payton saying something that it's, it's about to do with his economics. performance, no. it's nothing to do with this, whether it's Russell Wilson saying everything's copacetic, he's got his number one man in the driver's seat, all that good stuff, whether it's on you know X, whatever, social media. Uh, Jim Harbaugh was doing some media stuff Jim earlier this week, and he is, of course, rumored to take whatever and every NFL job that ever comes up. San Diego, um, pardon me, uh, Los Angeles, the Chargers, they're the one right now that have been most attached to Harbaugh's name, and I just love it right here. I've got about 55 seconds of straight coach speak, uh, and he says the same thing over and over again. See if you can count how many ums, ahs, literallys you catch in here, because, man, it's it's glorious. It's such a one-track mind. That's our uh, that's the way we're going about things. It's um, literally whatever day we're in, looking to get the most out of it, dominate the day. Then we'll go to sleep tonight and wake up tomorrow and see if we can't dominate that day. Um, it's a single-minded group. And, uh, it's very focused on just taking care of business today and we'll see if we can't do the same tomorrow. Jim. Yeah, just a very one-track mind about this game. Uh, right now, just have, have fun with the family and the, and, the, and the team and the players. It's like we're at the happiest place on earth, <laughs> uh, and we're gonna have, we're gonna enjoy ourselves, and then and then uh, get back to business. You know, see if we can't dominate the day. Got some some good meetings tonight. And, we wake up tomorrow. And- yeah, so there, there he is. Dominate the day, man. He got asked directly if he's going to coach the Los Angeles Chargers next year, and that was his response. So, so take heart, Broncos fans, because you're not the only one getting just absolutely nothing. Stonewalled. All right, 7.44. We'll take a break. We'll come back with one of our best of 2023 interviews with the Delta Panthers football team. That's next on the Jim Davis Show. Good morning, gentlemen. What are the haps? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 747. Thanks for holding on loosely this morning. We appreciate that. 
You, you didn't even acknowledge the 38 special reference there? Wow. I'm just saying that was for Broncos fans, but but don't let go. But don't let go. Hold the, on loosely. The collective like feeling it. I'm getting of the Broncos nation is they got they just got a shake weight for Christmas. <laughs> That's good. 748. Our best of 2023. Uh, certainly, if not at the top of the list, near the top of the list, the Delta Panthers football team won their first eight championships since 1960. And uh, bring back some of the conversation we have with Ben Johnson and uh, some of his players after they won state. It's the team's team of the week on the Jim Davis Show. All right, it's time for our team's team of the week. And this week, there was no other choice. When you have a team that has won its first state championship in 63 years and they did it with an undefeated season, it was naturally going to be the Delta Panthers winning the 2A state football championship uh, drilling rifle 54-14 to last Saturday at Stoker Stadium. With us right now, Panthers head coach Ben Johnson, running back Talon Hewlett, and Lyman Tucker Johnson and Xavier Martinez. Guys, thanks for coming on. First off, congratulations on a, a fantastic season and getting that first state championship since 1960. Ben, we'll, we'll start out with you. Uh, your guys were ready to play, no doubt about that, in that state championship game. They, they decided to move it to, to play at Stoker Stadium because of the, the travel concerns. Uh, I think you guys could have played it uh, on Mars, and the outcome might have been the same. Your kids were determined to win that game on Saturday. Yeah, well, thank you for having us on. You know, I thought we started really fast. We got up 20 to nothing on them. I thought our kids were really prepared. I sort of had that feeling in the locker room that they were very calm and that they'd been there before. And uh, I thought when the game started, they executed really well and uh, just played at a high level. And it was really nice to get a fast start against a good rifle team. And certainly the way Talon Hula played, and we'll talk with Talon in just a moment, MVP of that game, he had the five touchdowns. That, uh, well, Ty Reed is certainly a, a tremendous quarterback and make some big plays, had big plays, three touchdowns in the win against Rifle during the regular season. Was was the game plan that uh, a steady dose of talent heal in that game? Yeah, you know, we wanted to make sure we established the run. I thought we could run on them uh, in different formations, and Talon ran the ball well, and I thought the O-line did a great job up front blocking, and I thought our receivers blocked really well in, in the perimeter. So, you know, with that combination of all three, everybody doing their job, it, it just led to uh, uh, good, good running plays for us, and uh, then that was able to set up some of the play-action stuff we could do in the passing game. We have Talon Hewlett with us who had the five touchdowns and uh, was the game's MVP. Talon, uh, kind of take us through what that was like last Saturday. Uh, no doubt your best performance as a high school football player, 245 uh, yards in the game, the, the five touchdowns that uh, you saved your best for last, uh, my friend, for the state championship game. Yeah, I just, uh, I knew how bad we wanted it from the beginning, walking in the locker room. And, I mean, we were all pretty pretty stoked to be there having at stoker the atmosphere was insane so i kind of just went out there with the mindset that you know we were not going to be beat and you know the turnout was was how we wanted and give credit to all the guys up front and like coach jay said the wide receivers and everyone did their job and it allowed for a lot of success in the run game and defensively i thought we played very well executed what we've been working on all week so I think when all those things come together, you're bound to have a great day. How much did last year's loss to Eaton, Talon, was that still in your mind, you and your teammates' minds, as you as you took the field on Saturday? Yeah, it was, it was definitely in the back of my head. The feeling of losing that game was kind of there, and I just knew it couldn't happen again. And 
uh, kind of carried that feeling walking onto the field, just knowing that that feeling sucked and I never wanted to feel it again. So I just wanted the outcome to uh, be different. Talon Hill, the Delta Panthers, it's our team's team of the week, uh, had the five touchdowns in the win against Rifle. So a lot of times, Talon, a performance like yours, you know, 240-some yards, five touchdowns, that uh, running back takes the line out to, to, to dinner or something or buys them watches. Uh, you're a high school guy. I doubt you're doing that. Did you do anything for your offensive linemen? You got two of them sitting right there. Did you uh, even just, hey, way to go, guys, great job? What was, the, what was the way you rewarded your offensive line for their play? Man, I just... <laughs> I haven't really took him out to dinner or anything. That's a good idea. I might, I should do that. But, uh, no, I just, after every play, I mean, I'd look at them and they did great and they know they did great. So you just kind of got to tap them on the head and say, good job, keep rolling, you know. So, uh, but, no, I'm. that's definitely a good idea to take them out to dinner or something. So. Yeah, might uh, might have to see if mom and dad can maybe loan you a buck or two to, to maybe yeah. take the guys out. Uh, we also have Tucker Johnson, Xavier Martinez. Uh, they're on that offensive line leading the way for, for Talon Hewlett. And, and Tucker, uh, you play on both sides of the football. Uh, you got after Logan Gross and that, that defensive front, I thought, uh, did a sensational job putting pressure on a very athletic quarterback in Logan Gross. Yeah, our game plan all week, not only for our first game in week four, but also this game was just to contain him and really just kind of dominate him physically because we thought he will like, just wilt mentally. The more we hit him, the more he kind of just crumbled, and we took advantage of that. That's a very experienced offensive line. You, Xavier Martinez, and your, as your other teammates on that offensive line, kind of take me through the, the brotherhood that you guys uh, have had throughout the course of not just this season but previous seasons to get to this point because the success of the offensive line dictates you know, how well you're going to have, uh, how good of a season it's going to be for your football team. Yeah, the brotherhood in our line is tremendous. We play with each other since we were in fifth grade, and you know most of us have been bar stars for three plus years. So we're very experienced in that front. Um, we kind of know what it takes to kind of dominate a defensive front, and we just knew we had to do that day, and we took care of business. Xavier Martinez also there from the Delta Panthers. Xavier, uh, just uh, you know, with this uh, this relationship, as Tucker talked about the brotherhood you guys have, what does this mean for this offensive line and for this football team to finally? get that state championship, come up short a couple of times in, in state championship games. What does it mean to you and your and your mates to, to finally win a state championship? Uh, to me and everyone, I feel like it means everything in the world, especially to our community. Um, you know, we went on that drought for such a long time. To finally bring it home and see everyone's, uh, like, expressions and just see how happy they were, it was the best feeling in the world. All right, that's the 2023 a state champion delta panthers football team i know they're still uh, uh basking the glow of, of winning a state championship congratulations to ben johnson and his players once again on incredible uh, season of uh, an undefeated season to win the 2a state football championship all right coming up next hour we'll go around the nfl we'll go back to uh, last night's cleveland jets game where the the browns punched their ticket for the postseason behind a former broncos starting quarterback so we'll have uh that coming up next hour, also the latest on the Broncos, getting ready for the Chargers and also the Russell Wilson situation. So uh, we'll dive into more of that. We'd love to get your text, your phone calls today on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, 970-242-1340. Plus, uh, we'll have our football picks coming up at uh, 840 this morning since uh, it's just a two-hour show today as we head into a holiday weekend. Off on Monday, back with you on Tuesday with Mav Day and also Wyatt Thompson as well. So I uh, do keep that in mind, but uh, we'll take a break. And the next hour around the NFL right here on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Catch us online at theteam1340.com.